morning. Welcome to the We Are Driven podcast, where we equip you with the tools to succeed in your pursuit of excellence in business, fitness, and cars. This is episode 68. My name is Arun Kumar, and I am the driver, and I'm here today with my co-host, Dan LaRue. How are you, Dan? I am doing fantabulous. Good morning, Arun. Good morning, listeners. Whoa. Fantabulous. Yeah, I don't know. I got four hours of sleep last night, and I can't tell if I'm slap happy or if the caffeine kicked in. Both. Probably both. (laughs) Probably both. Okay, so we'll start off with the reminder. If you like this show, if you want to hear more of this show, then you can motivate us by sharing it and providing us with feedback. And the way you do those things is you go to your friend in your car club or at the gym or at work and you say, hey, there's this really cool podcast that I think you should listen to. It's called the We Are Driven Podcast. It's on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And here's a link. And they go, oh, thanks. I will. And then they listen to it and they go kick ass at life because they have. Because you're kicking ass at life and they're inspired by you. And we want to inspire more people. So thanks for listening. Share the show and then tell us what you did and tell us if there's any ways that we can improve, such as my sound quality, because I know that's been rough lately. But that's all I got on that. Dan, do you have a fun fact for us today? Yeah, it's more of um, a discussion piece than it is a fun fact. Um, okay. Because, you know, still all the news is about the strikes and whatnot, and uh, I'm still not wanting to talk about it. Um, but I did see an interesting article title um, that Tesla EV share falls to 58% as growth cools in the U.S. and Model X and Model S turn red. And I was curious to know what your input was on that because I find it interesting that they are down. So the Model Y was the best-selling SUV. I know, which is crazy. Of the last quarter, I believe it was. It was been longer than that because I did like mm-hmm. a trivia thing in like the middle of the summer, and I did not rank the Y high, and it was number one. When I owned my PPF and Wrap Shop, we did mostly Model Ys. Yeah, which is insane to me because at the time it was a you know fully specked out like a seventy five thousand dollar compact SUV, mm-hmm. which is. A little more than a Chevy Trailblazer. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, that, that's your competition. It's a bit more luxurious. Okay, fine. Maybe a, a Lexus UX 250 or something right. like that. You know, but that's a $45,000 car. It's insane to me. Right. So, so Tesla share dropping, I'm not surprised. There are more EVs coming out. So, yeah, that, that's I, why. Right. I think that's definitely a part of it. Almost every manufacturer has one at minimum now. And right. if they don't, right. that they're coming out with one. Um, You know, then you look at things like the Hyundai Ionic, which I think is a really cool looking car, actually. Yeah. So it's like, this is interesting to look at. It's kind of like it when, did you sketch cars when you were a kid? Yeah. Yeah. It looks like that. It's very much... Back to the Futurist to me, especially the one. 
yeah like especially because like a friend of mine here has one and it's like that matte gray color right and yeah. i was like with those taillights i'm like man that's kind of cool <laughs> <laughs> and the dude was running eight threes in the eighth mile like pass after pass i'm like for a little suv that's not so bad oh you're talking about the five yeah that i'm talking five. about the six just so yeah, listeners no, no, aren't five. confused okay yeah, yeah we have five. We're in California. We got the the latest and greatest <laughs> six. That's funny. A little SUV just right. mobbing down the strip, right? All, all quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, no, I just think it. I think it's a cool car. Um, still wouldn't own one, but it's interesting. Um, I don't know. I just feel like, uh, at least from my perspective, and I could be completely wrong with this. Um, I think that the market is slowing because the buyers are now stagnant. Like everyone who would have bought an EV has done it already. In my opinion, at least a new one. I hear less of people saying, do you think I should buy an EV for my next car? Right. You know, as, as somebody that frequently gets questions about car buying advice, I've gotten less of that question. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, interesting. I, I, think, I yeah. think the market has just gotten to a point of like you have a lot of people that that bought them because they wanted them, and then you have the people like you're talking about they're on the fence, and then you have the hard nose. So it's you know that that would probably explain the slowing in my opinion, but mm. I don't know. What do I know? We both know very little <laughs> in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I just thought it was uh, interesting to read that their uh, their share is coming down. Um, but I'm with you. I think a lot of it has to do with there's so many options now. So many. Right, right. Compared to even two, three years ago. Right. I saw yeah. a uh, a Cadillac Lyric for the first time. Recently. Oh my God, that's, they're ugly. I hate oh, them. I think they're gorgeous oh i do not at least like the concept it. i haven't actually i mean yeah i didn't look that closely at the one in person other than to say oh look a lyric yeah i did <laughs> not move on with it. my life <laughs> that and the uh the escalade ev thing I that's don't... just a silly idea in yeah general. <laughs> i just don't care for it but you know yeah. that's fine it's not for everyone i guess yeah it well no every car <laughs> is not for everybody I, I mean, fortunately I, I don't know. I, I'm not a huge fan of the current Escalade, even as it sits now. Like, I don't know. It just, it's a big vehicle. Even the V's. Yeah. Like, I really <laughs> want to get behind the Escalade V, and I'm like, I just don't like the way it looks. It's actually just like the uh, the 392 Wranglers. Mm-hmm. That's another really sketchy vehicle. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's cool. Like, I, I get the the concept and they are luxurious but like i don't know the exterior looks for me it just feel like that grill just got too big right yeah (laughs) okay let's transition to our auction appraisal segment here what do you got for me um so i was originally going to give you um a 1958 tank because I thought you. it was thought it was cool. It was a it was an FMC M fifty nine armored personnel carrier, but I was like, that's not a car. 
It's <laughs> so, not a car. So I was like, I'm not going to do Thank that. Thank you. I don't know anything about tanks. Me either. I just thought it looked cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I uh, I picked a car that I am aspiring to buy someday. Um, Ford Thunderbird. No. <laughs> <laughs> there is one up on, on our favorite sure platform that, yeah, right now. I, I also saw it, a... Uh, those stupid Chevy trucks that I was going to give you the first time you ever did this. And I'm like, nope, not going to do it. Uh, it's a 2010 Lotus Exige S240. You want one of those? I, you know, I, I've driven a supercharged Elise here in town. And it's one of the, like, my favorite cars I've ever driven. And uh, I would 100% buy an Exige. 100%. They, this is the little Honda motor, uh, the K series, no. right? Or it's a Celica? No, it's it's a, I believe it's a Camry motor. Yeah, okay, that's hilarious. If I remember right. Well, I I own three Camrys right now, so let's <laughs> let's talk about these Camry motors. I mean, they're a little <laughs> bit different, but they are a Camry motor. Definitely. A little bit beefed up than a normal Camry motor, I would assume. Especially since it's a super- cammed Camry. Uh, um, I don't know. <laughs> Ooh, that would be legit. Um, no, but like the the first time I had really like ventured out when I had my first Mustang, like first car show, um, there was a blue Exige that was there, and uh, I fell in love with it. I thought it was beautiful. It was like one of like five in the u.s i have never seen it since uh and uh, i always wanted one ever since and then i drove in the lease that was supercharged and i was like this is pretty close and uh i i think they're fun cars i know you don't fit in them but i do i have i have sat in an elise it's hilarious and i've sat in an esprit an old esprit and my yeah. feet couldn't reach the pedals really yeah because my knees were wedged against the top oh, of the dash. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so on a on a on a Targa top, does your head like stick over the windshield? Uh, it was a coupe. Oh, okay. So you're yeah. like, got yeah, your head was, a little bit. It, well, I don't think I even actually got my head in the car. If I think about it. Oh, <laughs> that bad, huh? It it wasn't a good driving experience. I'm sure it wasn't. I couldn't. <laughs> I it was a zero driving experience. Yeah, for any new listeners, Arun is tall, like very tall, so he doesn't fit in these small cars well. I'm not that tall compared to me. You're a redwood. <laughs> <laughs> the redwood. All right, that's my new movie nickname or something. <laughs> like go. the mountain in <laughs> Game of Thrones, right? <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Wasn't that a thing? I never even watched Game of Thrones, but I think... Um, I don't know. I don't remember. It's been a All while right. since I've seen it. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to guess 65000 for the Exige. Okay. It's got a day left, and it's at sixty. so... Did we tell the listeners about this specific Exige at all? No. Other than it's black. Uh, it's got 37,000 miles on it. It's a supercharged 1.8 liter 2ZZ inline four motor um it's got black wheels so it's black on black on black target top uh it's pretty clean for a 2010 um that intercooler is huge isn't it that's hilarious yeah Yeah. 
Um, they're very fun cars. Uh, it's got a day left, so we won't know about it till tomorrow. But uh, it it makes two forty uh, horsepower and one hundred seventy pound one hundred seventy pounds feet of torque, and uh, it's a grown man's go kart for anyone who's <laughs> never driven one. It's it's awesome. Yeah, it's very fun. I can imagine. Yeah. If, if, any, <laughs> if anyone is is short enough to actually uh, to drive one, they're very fun. I drove my E46 race car to work today. There you go. Car you can fit in. We got it running again after a year and a half of being down. Ooh. It's very exciting. Very exciting, actually. There you go. Nice. All right. Um, for you, Dan. Yeah. For you. 1989 Dodge Dakota Sport convertible. Dodge Dakota Sport convertible? That is what I said. It's a real thing. Let me tell you about it. I guess it's my turn for a 1980s vehicle, huh? What the flip is this? (laughs) It's in Ohio because somebody got bored and chopped the roof off of a Dakota in Such Ohio. Such an Ohioan thing to do. It's got 93,000 miles. It's the V6 with a four-speed automatic. It's white with the little Dakota sport black and gray stripes down the sides and around the back. And it is a convertible. Can we talk about the interior? The, oh, my the gosh. red velour interior. <laughs> with the stitched Dakota seats and the red steering wheel, the red dash. It's all maroon, not red. Oh, my Sorry. goodness. In the leaking diff. <laughs> no, no, that's a recent service. Uh-huh. And then and then they missed. Sure. That's what that is. That's why uh-huh. there's no rust in that spot. Uh-huh, sure. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm a salesman. We'll go with that say, one. It says corrosion is visible on... The the valve covers, rust is visible on various underbody components. It's an 80s Dakota, no duh. <laughs> they put they put up a cute little YouTube video about it with some really bad <laughs> subtitles. I and would be scared about the structural integrity of this truck. It's not that rusty, come on. No, because, I mean, the roof does play some structural mm-hmm. part of a vehicle. I don't know if I'd want to ever give this truck some flex. You're correct. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a V8. Uh, I like co- this first comment here from somebody, Volvo guy. A convertible truck, the answer to the question nobody asked. Pretty much. That's an accurate statement. Well, yeah, yeah then Chevy decided to do it in the mid-2000s. So, you know. That was purpose-built, though. Uh-huh. <laughs> who, who knows what this is? This was clearly purpose-built. Somebody wanted the top down in their truck. It, it's an abomination. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. This one, uh, this one's definitely funny. Um, what do you think it's gonna do? What was the? Dang! Someone bid it up twenty three hundred bucks. Um, wild. Somebody really <laughs> wants this thing. <laughs> Man, I don't even know. There's like, there's like no precedent for anything <laughs> like this. Like, eighty five hundred uh, bucks. I'm just gonna throw it out there. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. That one's weird. 
I've been giving you some really interesting, well, not some not interesting. Yeah, some now you're in for it next week. I'm getting you good. I should have given you the goddamn tank. Hey, this is a vehicle. This is a car. <laughs> is it not? I mean, I could have given you the Hummer with the sleeper cab on the back. That would have been dope. I, wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next, yeah, I'll I'll take bring it on. Bring it on for one of those next you week. You got it. You're you're in now. You're you're All getting right. it. All right. Um, should we talk about last week's? We should. Thank you for reminding me. So last week, Dan, you gave me a black Testarossa. Sure did. And I guessed one hundred and forty-two thousand dollars, and it went for one hundred and thirty-six thousand yeah. dollars for a difference of four percent. Pretty close. Yeah. I gave you the most boring car on the planet, and Mercedes E three twenty. See, it was so I boring. It, I forgot about it. It had somewhat <laughs> low miles. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a car that I really thought was ugly. I remember. And, it, and it had paint work <laughs> down one side. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so you guessed five grand. <laughs> yeah, I bet it, it didn't went, go for that. <laughs> it went for $7,900. Damn. So you were off by 37%. Those dang low value cars. <laughs> so, yeah. Just cumulative average between the two of us mine is 25 percent, and yours is 23 percent. look at it's that close, close close race <laughs> i've been making a big comeback ever since yeah. that i need to give you some more wide variable cars here i'm on <laughs> you've been softballing me yeah, a little bit being soft on you <laughs> ever since you were like oh, you keep giving me 1980s crap <laughs> I don't know anything about 1980s cars. Clearly, neither do I, because I didn't know a convertible Dakota existed. (laughs) (laughs) You're in for it now, buddy. I got you next week. Cool. Well, in the meantime, (laughs) this week, I had an interesting idea. Because, you know, I know a lot about Dan from sharing the podcast stage with you for the last uh, 30-ish weeks or so. Man, it's been and, that long. Yeah, and a, and a few years of knowing each other before that. But I wanted to get into Dan's automotive brain a little oh, bit more we, this week. Here we go. Down the rabbit hole we go. And the title of this episode, as you saw, is Car Questions with Dan. And I have not told him these questions in advance, and I want the off-the-cuff, totally raw answers to however many questions we get through today. This is totally in response of me poking fun at a TikTok last week, listeners. Um, And uh, I ruffled some feathers. I had some agreements with it, but uh, I, I can imagine this is where this is spawning from. I forgot about you doing that, actually. <laughs> How about you tell the listeners what you're talking about? Yeah, so there there was a TikTok uh, that I had just run across on my FYP page. And um, there was a guy that was talking about uh, that 1,000 uh, wheel horsepower cars weren't fun. And I was like, interesting. Let's hear the reasons why. And um, he went into like drivability on the streets and uh, ma- higher maintenance and repair costs were higher. And, and meanwhile, I, I agree with him. Um, but I, I responded to that TikTok in a comment that, uh, that said, uh, you said a thousand wheel horsepower cars aren't fun wrong. 
what you should have said was you don't have deep enough pockets for a thousand wheel horsepower car in which I ruffled some feathers. I was told I, I didn't know what I was talking about and I had some agreements. And the reason why I made that comment is, is because it's a hundred percent true. And like, if, even if it wasn't me that said it, I would have believed it because I know what it costs to have a car of that caliber and I know what I also know what it costs to have a car that's half that, and the amount of money I spent to be at half that. I would have a shit ton of fun with a thousand wheel horsepower car if I had deep enough pockets, and I don't. I just don't. Could I do it today? Could I make that car a possibility in my life? Yes, but I wouldn't be able to afford it long term, and most <laughs> people can't. Most people can't. It's just the reality of it. And there are plenty of YouTubers out there with one comma XXX horsepower mm -hmm. thumbnails and one X comma XXX price tags on it. When in reality, it's XXX comma XXX price it, tags. Yeah. It, well, it, it's like my financial guy. He's got two twin turbo Huracan Performantes. Two of them. That's one of them of makes roughly... <laughs> 1400 on its highest setting then the the one that's being finished now is going to make well over 2000 that dude's got the cash to do this like he like he's he's blown up the big one twice now <laughs> like and he also has a supercharged lotus that he's blown up three times since i've known him so it, it's he's got the money to do this and he has a blast doing it he doesn't care but like He's put enough money into both of those Huracans. He's probably bought them twice over. Oh, easily. So that's my point of that comment. And a lot of people took it as very literal. And uh, I'm sorry to those people I may have offended, but um, it's just Wait. my truth. <laughs> so you're saying literally deep pockets mean you can afford... Yeah, you can afford the maintenance, and yeah. So if your pockets are are like your pockets are fifteen inches long and hang to your <laughs> knees, hey, if you can put those bands in your pockets, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but yeah, that that was my TikTok experience from last week that I was poking fun at Arun, and I was like, I so we make a comment. we have a saying at the shop here that is, horsepower isn't cheap and horsepower isn't reliable. Mm -hmm. And so you put those two things together. Yeah. You're in for a big bill yeah, I mean, every time. It, yeah. It, like it, with anything, any car on this planet, you throw more horsepower at it. They're going to find a weak point. There's always a weak point. That said, I, I am of the mindset that in most cases you get over four or 500 horsepower and it's not really usable in 99% of your driving. My last Mustang wasn't. The last year I owned it, I put 3,000 miles on it. I never drove it. It was a rattle can from how stiff the suspension was. Right. Well, and but I also think, I mean, stiff suspension has nothing to do with horsepower. But No, I mean, it helps not break stuff if but you're it's, drag racing. It's the fact that you will get yourself into so much trouble on the street if you have a thousand horsepower you're gonna crash or you're gonna oh yeah some stupid it's gonna get impounded yeah i mean look at the amount of newer gt500s that have crashed <clears throat> or right. hellcats at that right like, like people with cash that really don't know what they're doing are gonna hurt themselves 
at any horsepower above 500, especially a rear wheel yep. drive car. Yep. 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 But that was just my opinion, and I poked some fun at it. It's still getting likes and comments to this day, and um, I think it was up to like 300 ish likes. So, 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 okay. So, what I'm hearing now is you're saying you got sucked into a social media approval sphere. And you I wasn't it. looking for approval though. That was no, no, just... I said you got sucked into it against your will. <laughs> yeah. But you like it now that you're there. <laughs> uh, I probably won't be making another comment like that for a while. But, uh, <laughs> you don't know but, when uh, it's going to happen. You're just expressing your opinion. And I don't typically comment on things on TikTok either. I just thought I was being funny. But you know what's great is now you've just said it again on another platform. And this podcast is going to blow up now. Thanks. I hope it does. I, I yep. hope it does. And I, and I hope whoever's listening, I hope you message me and tell me I'm wrong so I can argue with you. Yeah. Well, let's give them some more opportunities to argue with you. <laughs> Question number one for Dan. If you had to drive one car for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, shit. Uh, yikes. That's tough. Um, <laughs> heavy hitter to start with. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, my S four, lame. Like no, no hesitation. <laughs> my S four. Yeah, and, and I'm not saying because I own it. Um, because I, living where I live today, um, it snows. I can still drive in the winter with a nice set of you know winter tires and wheels. Um, it can make about 700 wheel horsepower with the right modifications that which is plenty to butt hurt people for a long time <laughs> um is it not the most exciting thing to drive because it's an automatic yeah but um it's comfortable it drives well it makes decent power uh you can drive it all year um and it makes 30 miles of the gallon on the highway so yeah, I would say if I had to drive something for the rest of my life, that'd probably be it. And if I think I'd, it, it comes down to versatility. Yeah, pretty much for me. Um, yeah. Because as much as I'd love to say I'd love to drive a Huracan for the rest of my life, um, it's like not practical. <laughs> yeah, and I am actually, I'm completely stuck between a truck or my M3. Yeah, and that, that would be my next pick would be some form of a truck. Yeah, um, but like I love my my F two fifty is an everything. They're, they're great vehicle. trucks. You can do anything yeah. with them. Yeah, anything with them. Um, but yeah, if, if you're, yeah, nine times out of ten, you ask me that question, that's gonna be the answer. All right. I I I really like that car. It scares the living shit out of me because it's European, but uh, <laughs> um. It just it works for for me currently. Maybe my answer changes in five years. I don't know. Ask me right. in five years and see what see if see if we've changed opinions. I don't want to do the math on what episode number that would be, but a lot. <laughs> episode many from now. Right. <laughs> All right. Two hundred and fifty something. Three hundred with the quick hits. Quick hits. Maybe I don't know. Four hundred. I don't know. I don't know how many quick hits you're gonna do by then. I alternate. So your five years, that's 500 episodes from now. Oh, yeah. That would be a lot. <laughs> Episode 507. I'm going to write that note down and leave it around. <laughs> All right. I'm going to put a note in here. Episode 572, Car Questions with Dan, Part 2. 
All right. <laughs> okay. Let me. I'll give you an easy one now. Demon, Dark Horse, or ZL1? Uh, none of the above. Is that an answer? Can I give that answer? Is, is that legal? None of the above is your answer. Yeah, I mean, so you're you're saying Dodge Demon or Dodge Challenger Hellcat Demon. Yep. Uh, a 2024 S650 Dark Horse. Yep. Or a, I don't know, the last year they made a ZL1. Um, Camaro ZL1. Yeah. Um, well, two of those are specifically road course based the other one is drag racing um i don't think any of those choices are good um i'm gonna nix the zl1 right off the bat and i'll I'll say why it it's uh i've driven one and i couldn't see shit out of it oh yeah camaros have terrible uh, i just think they look good but they're just I've just never been a fan of the Camaro, especially the newer ones. Okay. Uh, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna nix it, even though I know there's a lot of fanboys out there that love their Camaros. They're gonna say it's the fastest thing ever. It's great, whatever. Fine. Don't care. It's not for me. I know. I know they have their purpose. Um, the Demon or the Dark Horse? Well, that's a pretty stark. Um, <laughs> what are you doing? Is really. <laughs> yeah. Um, the problem is, I saw a Demon on Ring a Trailer today, and it was like at a hundred grand <sighs> you could buy a dark horse for like 80 with dealership markups today yeah it's a plum crazy purple demon it's at 104 grand right now hmm. um man dude i don't know that's tough too what are you doing to me dude you said this was easy um i just want i like seeing you overthink things if i had to pick one i'd (laughs) i think that i think horsepower per dollar well that's that's you're gonna pick the demon all day long between all three of them um but who's only going up horsepower per dollar me i would this this scenario i yeah um, the dark horse, I just don't think that there's enough out there right now for me to make a decision on it. Um, I see a lot of disappointment on the internet with the S650. So, um, I'm going to go with the demon for now and maybe they do something with the S650 that's different. I just, I think that the dark horse is a waste of money. Um, you, you're seeing them anywhere between 70 and 90 grand, depending where they're at in the country and with dealership markups. Um, where you can buy a GT500 for literally that with low miles. Um, I, I saw a carbon fiber track pack on GT500s for sale last week for 86 grand. It's a hundred thousand dollar car. There's one on Bring a Trailer right now for a hundred grand. So I think the dark horse is kind of a waste right now. My okay. Opinion. So I would right. probably pick the Demon. I like the Hellcats. My father-in-law had it just a normal hellcat and I, I it was enjoyable all right all right well let me let me try to give you an easy one <laughs> yeah dude you can't be doing that you also play two supercharged cars versus an na one <laughs> yeah 
yeah, all right, maybe I didn't maybe I didn't do a very good job with my. If you'd have thrown GT five hundred in there, it would have been no brainer. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's why I mean, all day long. I'm glad it made it a harder question. Then, okay, <laughs> what is what is a car that you like that is a guilty desire? Oh God, um, guilty desire, um. Define guilty desire for me. Like, like, what would? You're ashamed to want one, but you want I'm one anyways. Ashamed to want one. Man, there's not a lot of things I'd be ashamed to own, though, car-wise. Um, because I already nailed the Mustang category there. <laughs> well, that's an easy one to. Yeah, I mean, love, it's easy, to especially hate. with today and the internet and all the crashing. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, or. I'm sorry if this offends anyone. The gay jokes are everywhere when it comes to Mustangs. Just stop. Just stop apologizing. <laughs> you don't need to do that here. <laughs> They're out safe, there. This is a safe space because we say offensive things and don't apolo- Don't feel the need to apologize for them. True. So it's a safe space. True. That's what, that's the real definition of a safe space. Let's just let's just get that out there. You know what? I've got it. I've got it. Um, I don't know Ford. if you're on it. Ford um, Thunderbird. No, get out of here. <laughs> uh, I got to see if this was. It's a um, it's a mid 80s car. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> it's not a car, actually. It's um, it's a GMC Safari. Conversion. <laughs> I, Conversion, Conversion yeah, into we, what? <laughs> Uh, it's just what they're called. Okay. Um, we had one growing up, and uh, we took this thing everywhere. It's like literally everywhere. Just like every Midwesterner did. This is just the, it's the super boxy van, right? Yeah. And um, ours was really cool. It had, um, and like the, so it was silver, it had like the pinstripes on the side. Um, and then the inside was like, uh, like a super soft and cushiony. <laughs> maroon seats right yeah it captain's chairs in the in uh front and then the next row the last row was just a solid bench that turned into a bed and damn then, um, that's uh, legit it had, had like plugs and stuff like if you want to put a tv down like right in front of you in the second row what? which we did i played played my playstation on car trips and everything um and then uh at night you know for when we were little there are these like side lights and stuff that you could turn on for, for like the kids in the back. Um, and then, it, you know, had the window curtains whole nine. Like this thing was awesome. We took it everywhere. It was great at drive-ins, great for camping. Um, it went everywhere. And I would, if I found the exact one that my family owned, I would buy it today and have zero shame about it. I think they're fantastic. That's great. That's so so, so I, I, I mean, know you asked for ashamed, but I would, I would rock that thing. But you know, there would be people who are like, "What the hell is what that the guy fuck? doing?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, and I my, think that counts. My dad would tell you the same exact thing. <laughs> like if if you if you ask that question, to my dad right now he'd say GMC Safari. That's that's cool. And it, it has to be the '80s ones with the with the little boxy headlights, not the new ones that you know come out. Oh, that look uh, like my Suburban, actually. Yes, correct. Yeah. yeah. The older yep. than that one. Yeah. I will try and find a photo for your rune of ours because it That's, was 
it was awesome. You can I can hear the nostalgia. Yeah, it's, coming like yeah, that's so cool. I, I and I look like online every now and then, and uh, you just can't seem to find the right one. <laughs> so I'll tell you what mine is. It's the WJ Grand Cherokee. WJ the 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 one before the um, late nineties early two thousands one. My uh, my dad just sold his. He had one. Oh, yeah. Dang. My my mom was rocking one for a while, you know, just as a go to work thing. And uh, mm-hmm. she bought a new car, and they got rid of it. They, yeah, these things are awesome. They're tanks. Oh, I think they're not tanks. <laughs> oh, the, <laughs> my first girlfriend had one of these, and it was not a tank. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, these are these are. I I think this is a. It's just like a. Why do I want this? I shouldn't, but I do. I think they're cool. All right. <laughs> I don't know my mom was running great. All right. But yeah, no, my yeah, they just got rid of it like last month, something like that. Dang. Oh well. Missed out. Okay, next question. What garage is too big of a garage? None. Good. <laughs> next question. <laughs> what is the first modification you would do to a Model 3? To a Model 3. Tesla. Tesla. Um, Are those the ones that have... Because I don't know a ton about Teslas. Are those the ones that have those wheel covers that you can take off and the wheel looks better? Yep. Uh, does that count as a modification? Sure. For removing that wheel cover? Yeah, that that's counts. Ex- that's, I would destroy it immediately. You know how many miles mine had on it when we took those wheel covers off? Uh, Probably 100. Zero. Zero, yeah. <laughs> zero, like, because the car literally drove from the factory to, so not literally zero, but yeah, yeah, yeah. zero in our ownership. And it it had 17 miles on it when we yeah. got it from the factory because I live, I don't know, I live uh, close. 10 miles from the factory. So they did yeah. their seven mile test drive, QC, called it good, drove it to my house. <laughs> and then we got it because we got, you know, home delivery, which is something you can awesome. do. <laughs> yeah, right. And, uh, yeah, parked it in the driveway, pulled the wheel covers off immediately. Yeah, it was, it was funny. Um, so last week I'm dropping off Hadley at daycare, and there's two Model 3s, identical, navy oh, yeah. blue, oh, identical. Yeah. And one had the wheel covers on it, and the other one didn't. And I just <laughs> chuckled. Yep. Yeah. The, so, the yes, wheels, that's the first thing I would do. The wheels on the on the bigger big boy model three well all of them like the the dual motor performance ones that have they have the 19 inch big black fan wheels those are cool yeah the turbine wheels turbine yeah i like those yeah the the, uh yeah especially on the s good looking wheel yeah well good good looking car yeah especially the newer ones i i can get behind the new s's yeah they're dope okay what is your favorite car memory? Damn, I feel like I just said this. Um, <laughs> it's the GMC Safari. <laughs> favorite car memory. Ooh, there's a lot. Um, hmm. I think, I think one that will live with me forever. Um, as I'm looking up at my uh, trophy collection, um, I think I think the 2020 ice cream cruise 
uh, will forever live in my brain. Um, and that's because I, I won the, uh, the invite only seven and a half second class and the slow poke class in the same day with literally hours apart. Um, the, the invite only, uh, race was supposed to happen on Saturday night. We got through one round and, uh, I'm literally sitting in the, the burnout box, did my burnout, was pulling up to the line and I'm watching the end of the track and I just see this wall of rain coming towards me and I turned the car off, got out, slammed the door, locked it and went home and just left it there, right there at the start line. And, and I told the track manager, I was like, I'll be ready in the morning. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and of course, the next morning I'm up first. So I wipe it down right there at the starting line, back right back in the water box and we restart. I won it. And then, um, for the slowpoke class, you're supposed to um, turn in two qualifying passes, um, and then they they place you between the fastest 16, the middle 16, and then the slowest 16. So if you fall in between any of those groups, you you're out. Um, so I qualified at like 780 something in the eighth mile, and the fastest in the class was a 723. And uh, it was a gutted Honda with big slicks up front, of course. And uh, I treated the shit out of him and beat him. And uh, I think that'll that'll live. So like, they're taking photos. I got bold trophies in my hands. And, you know, <laughs> it just it was, just was a really huge flex. And I was the first person to ever do it at ICC to win two classes. Um, and of course, the next year, um, a friend of mine did it. Same class. <laughs> I didn't race that year. Lucky him. Um, but yeah, no, I think, I think that one will forever be cemented. Cause it was like my first, like really like, damn, I'm kind of good at this moment. So that's cool. That it, it was your, this is going to be a really softy analogy, but it was your emergence from the cocoon to become a butterfly. Sure. And like, I've got trophies from before it I've, i'm looking up there like i've got one where i did a whole point series and one uh as the ford champion and then i did a, a bracket race first time ever entering a in any sort of event and i, I want it um oh, like nice. that's not one that like <laughs> sticks it's it's the dual win for me and then of course you know i pulled the trans a week later and i got a cracked clutch i'm like ooh, that was on its way out whoa nice yeah. It was cracked in four places. It was it was ready to explode. <laughs> we pulled the clutch out uh, on my E46 when we swapped the motor. It was more dust than it was clutch. It was the original oh, yeah. clutch at 181,000 miles, and I learned how to drive stick in that car. Oh, yeah. So that thing was tired. Yeah, mine, you know, dropping. It was a stock MT82 stock clutch, you know, S550, make it 450-ish. Mm-hmm dropping it at 6800 rpm and no lift lift shifting it at seven (laughs) or seven plus like probably like 7300 yeah that you could tell i was getting it hot (laughs) dang good for the good for that that's kind of a champion Uh, of a clutch actually a lot of people were like how did you get it to last that long i'm like i'm just good at driving it i guess yeah (laughs) all right well let me let me take you down a peg a second here shit here we go the next question what is your most embarrassing car story? This one's tough. Um, Cause I've never wrecked a car. I've never really done anything dumb at the track of that car. 
I have no speeding tickets. Uh, <laughs> this is awkward. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, this this is awkward. Yeah, because I don't know what I would choose here. You're just too good. That's what I'm, I'm just getting good at skating out of this. the law, apparently. Um, and, and skating the safety and never yeah. have anything bad happen to you. Never lost a 10 millimeter in your intake. <laughs> oh, you know what? I got one. Thank you. That, that, it wasn't a 10 millimeter. It was something way worse. Way worse. Um, I can't remember. This is the first or second time. Heather, you can remind me if you're listening. Um, but I was out. Uh, this was like late racing season, and I was... I was having issues with a cold air intake that I had bought and like the weather stripping kept peeling off of it. I was very unhappy with it, but it was the one to have on the market apparently. And, um, I'm out there screwing around with it, trying to retape it, re put it down, down. And, uh, I had my hand up into the charge hole. Like, so where the air would come through the grill and charge up into the air filter, I had it through there. I was adjusting the the filter, and as as I pulled my hand out, my ring caught the the edge of the air box, and it pulled okay. pulled my ring off my hand, and it went right into the engine bay. Ooh, yeah, and. I didn't know where it went. Didn't clang, didn't hit the floor because the S S550 has a belly pan on it. Mm -hmm. And this is at like eight o'clock at night. Heather is like ready to go to bed. She's like, so I spend an hour, you know, from eight to nine. I'm looking for this thing. And she finally texts me, what are you doing? (laughs) Like, I'm not even going to text her. So I walk upstairs and I go, Heather. And this is my only car at the time. By the way, oh, I didn't, have, I didn't have a truck yet, <laughs> and uh, I was like, "Heather, um, I lost my wedding ring in the engine bay of my car, <laughs> and I can't find it." And she just looked at me like almost half asleep, like "You're an idiot!" Like, how did you do that? And, and, and it wasn't the ring I'm wearing today; it was a different one. It was too big, and um, clearly, yeah, I, that's kind of. <laughs> It was bad. Like I could shake my hand and fly off. Yeah, that's um, bad. Yeah, it fit when I bought it. Don't. Know oh, good one. for you. That's... <laughs> yeah. Um. So I'm like, what do I do? And uh, she's she's like, well, you got to find it. Like it's your wedding ring. I'm like, all right, I will not go to sleep until I find it. And and if I don't find it tonight, I will refuse to drive the car until I do. And. Uh, I literally searched for hours. I couldn't figure it out. The coyotes crammed in there. You can't see anywhere. Um, I was almost about to take the front bumper off, which I didn't want to do because they break. <laughs> and then finally I had this bright idea. I was like, you know what? I'm just, it's, it's midnight now. Like I'm just going to try one last ditch effort here. And I turned the wheel. Uh, I cranked it all the way over so I could reach behind it. And uh, I stuck my hand up underneath the oil filter and it was right there literally right like below the so it back of the moat at the back of the freaking well it's kind of on the, bay, like or? back back left of the driver or yeah back driver's side is where the flap is for the oil right. filter okay and had i just looked there first i would have found it 
but it's never the the bounces of things that you drop into the engine bay is just never it defies no, physics right it like in the thing is is on the complete opposite side of the car yeah that yeah exactly like how did it get there no we'll right no but that was right yeah. so, so like i literally and i just just a quick stick my hand up and i felt it right on my fingertips i'm like no fucking way son of a bitch <laughs> right and all i had to do was take the bolt off the flap and it would have fallen right out like, <laughs> it's like god damn it well that's good you found it yeah and I, I had lost it one other time before that but that was probably like my most embarrassing moment the story that i do tell that really was embarrassing for me to tell heather oh yeah that's <laughs> like, bad so she's like no you're gonna you're gonna find it like okay <laughs> fine the other time I lost in a bag of leaves and that was an entertaining process <laughs> doing yard what? work without gloves and it came off and uh, she, she literally pulled out a, a camping chair, sat down in the garage oh and, and, and watched me dump out six bags of leaves until I heard it clang on the floor. You rock, Heather. <laughs> yeah, right. she, she just chuckled the whole time. But you guys, I'm still getting have, leaves out of my garage today. You you should have uh, gotten a different wedding ring a little sooner, probably. Uh, yeah, I got got this one uh, last year, and it fits. Oh, it took a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had a, had, a, had that one for five years, and it um it never fit right. <laughs> more more often than not, I took it off because it was so uncomfortable. Ooh, that's that's bad. Yeah. yeah, you know, so that that was pretty embarrassing. <laughs> All right, <laughs> that's what I get for not wearing gloves. Now I wear gloves every time I work on a car. That's fun for that reason. Yeah. Thought All I, right, I was like, "You're, what are you afraid to get dirty?" I'm like, "No, I just don't want to lose my ring, and I'm refusing to take it off." Yeah. <laughs> cool. I still, I'll take it off if it's like a really hardcore. Yeah. Car work. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like um, now. Yeah, just dumb rookie move. <laughs> the things newly married men do <laughs> yeah that or not even newly married <laughs> i think maybe i did have a truck then but it's still nice enough to drive the car but i had to be year three ish oh okay you had some, somewhere in the ballpark some experience under your belt and you were just yeah. being a noob yeah plenty okay. of uh situations of working on cars and being at friends houses with heather going where are you like I'll be an hour, <laughs> three hours later. Yeah, <laughs> you're one of those. Now, now, now I don't do any of that, and I, I don't even set those kind of expectations. <laughs> it's like I'm I'll be home. Bad about it. <laughs> I'll be home when I'm home. I have no idea how long it's going to take, but this is my ride. <laughs> yeah, when I put my exhaust on the S4, I told her I was like, I don't know when I'll be home. Yeah, good job. <laughs> so I've right. learned. <laughs> I got I got one last question that we're going to round this off with okay what is one piece of advice that you would give to a 16 year old car enthusiast today about their first car oh no matter how you get it whether it's something that your parents just outright buy for you or they pay for half and you match them or you buy it on your own um whether it's something cool something boring something in the middle uh, don't take it for granted, you know, make it your own and love it. Um, because at the end of the day, it's, it's a tool that will get you to point A to point B. You essentially anywhere in America, you need them to get to a job unless you live in a big city. Um, you know, and 
don't yeah like i said don't take it for granted it's it's your first car respect it love it um an adventure with it you know a lot of a lot of kids these days don't go out and drive across town or go drive out in the country um enjoy it whether it's something like a chevy cavalier you know you, you know i think so one of the main things that my first car symbolized to me was freedom yeah and that's what you just said also it's it's also the freedom not just to you know use the car to transport yourself to places you've never been but now you independently have the power to get there but it's also the freedom to have that possession and be responsible for something that it's worth you know probably more than most anything else you've possessed before in your life and, and been in control of and you have to be responsible for that, whether it's maintenance or not being dumb or crashing it or whatever. Yeah, that, don't destroy it. That that freedom really enables responsibility. And and those two, you know, I'm a big Jocko Willink fan. He talks about discipline <laughs> equals freedom. Yep. Discipline equals freedom. This is this is how you get there, is you know, the way in which you earn the right to have a car and a driver's license and insurance and all that is, is through discipline and it enables you the freedom to, to have all of the enjoyment that comes from cars. Right. And and I was really fortunate that, you know, my parents gave me the 2002 Explorer limited V8 and uh, it was just a family SUV. You know, I paid for a little bit of it. Um, But like I had to have a job to have it. Like they told me I had to work. I had to pay for the insurance if I were, if I was going to have a driver's license. Um, and then like there were days, you know, through my junior and senior year of high school where I would bring it into the auto shop and I would do the maintenance. Like I did the hubs on it. You know, you know, my teacher would like write me a pass to get out of other classes so I could work on my own car and do the maintenance, do the oil changes for my dad. Um, try and do spark plugs and head gasket stuff on it. Cause they're known for blowing them out of the top. Um, you know, this th- those are valve or two. Uh, valve? This, I think it would have been a three valve in this era. Oof. I'm sorry. I think <laughs> it might've been a two valve. I can't remember when they switched. It was, a, if it was after 2005 or not, but anyway, uh, but I also drove it everywhere. I drove it all, all around town. My friend, my friends and I would play these dumb games where there'd be two teams of cars. And like, we lived in somewhat of a rural suburban area of Toledo, Ohio. And we take somebody out in the middle of nowhere and drop them off. And then the other team would have to go find that person. <laughs> I forget what we called the game, but it was super fun. Like there'd be times when we like, we'd get on the expressway and I'd be doing like a hundred plus on the limiter, trying, trying to get to the, to the, uh, the other guy that I had to go pick up so uh but yeah we went everywhere took them everywhere yeah the the first car always has a little bit of sentimental meaning to everybody uh yeah and i would 100 percent buy a 2002 explorer if i found one that was exactly like the one i had oh i and would I, do it just for nostalgia i already 100 percent bought a passat w8 <laughs> yeah see so, you've done it yeah. yeah and was it the greatest car ever no, but I sure shit had some fun taking my friends around. I was the oldest of the bunch for a while, and and uh, yeah, I never never took it for granted. I did my maintenance. I paid for it. I had a job for it. I ventured with it, and, and that's what I mean by don't take it for granted. Yeah. All right. That's good advice. 
do you have anything else from your questioning or this podcast in general that you want to share with people today? No, I think you, uh, I think this was super fun. Good. I'm glad I think you, you I think you nailed it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was definitely entertaining. Good. Well, all right. If you would like to get more involved in our community, the We Are Driven community, and, and have the opportunity to ask Dan even more car questions that you can gain his insight and wisdom on, then there are a number of ways to get in touch with us. And the best way is to join the Driven Network. And we have a free Discord server that we use to communicate in our pursuit of excellence in business, fitness, and cars. We have a weekly uh, recorded coaching lecture now. We've changed around that format a little bit so that it's a pre-recorded lecture and a group coaching call once a week. And plenty of opportunity to interact with the two of us and other members of the network so that you can have all of the success you want in your pursuit of excellence in business, fitness, and cars. In addition to the Driven Network, we have wearedriven.co where we sell apparel. And uh, my wife has actually gone out and designed some new apparel. And also given the fact that the weather is getting a little bit colder, I need to get on these hoodies. Fuck yes. (laughs) So that Dan can have a hoodie. (laughs) And... Yeah, so check out wearedriven.co, not .com, but it is a website where you can browse our apparel selection. I'm wearing one of their shirts now. I really, really enjoy it. Good. I just refreshed mine. Arun Arun can't see it. It's my my American flag one that I really love. Oh, good. (laughs) I I just refreshed all of mine. My my first round of apparel that we we ordered up last year might have worn out, so I, I... Took some new ones out of inventory for myself. There you go. Can you... I know this is... We're ending the podcast. But can you get the damn wheel logo back? I really like that one. I, yeah, the I, one that's I, on your hoodie. I like that. Yeah. All right. I think, All right. That's, I think that's cool. <laughs> um, so with that, Dan, where can people find you to learn more about the Driven Network or to, to argue with you about a thousand horsepower cars? <laughs> Uh, Dan LaRue on uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Dan underscore LaRue at, on Instagram, and it's D LaRue on TikTok because apparently I can't pick what I want on there. Yeah, no freedom. And, and I posted on a couple TikTok. videos, and I should probably do another one. Sucked into the approval cycle of social media. Anyways, yeah, I'm at. <laughs> I'm at Arun Kumar on Facebook and LinkedIn and Arun D. Kumar on Instagram. And I posted something on LinkedIn yesterday that was my businesses and websites. And there are five different websites where you can find me online. All but one have the word driven in them. So with that, that's all we got for today. This has been Arun and Dan. We appreciate you listening. And until next time, stay driven.